Because we have some darkness here with good old Tommy. Thomas, however you know him, I am Reaper, and we're going to do what we do best, and that's talk about metal, because literally I have no plans <laughs> of what to do. <laughs> I didn't even think I'd be doing an episode today, frankly. The power went out, and here we are. <laughs> so first and foremost, I wanted to thank everybody that, uh, again, <laughs> that has picked up Sis. Now, I'm bringing it up again because... As a reminder, of course, but because Tommy's here, and this is the guy that is helping a lot of this Reaper Metal production stuff come to light. Um, and the Sis CD is definitely the biggest part of that. Yeah. And we got a lot of cool stuff happening. Well, the next release that's going to happen on Reaper Metal is coming up soon. We can we're going to announce that uh, next week, maybe yeah. if we can. In the next two weeks, I think. Now there's going to be even a place where you can listen to Hellcast episodes, and then bam, like all the all the releases will be there, yeah. past and present. Because uh, I was also doing releases before and got the permission from those bands to even put it out digitally because it's before digital was a thing. was his eleventh release actually. So yeah, yeah, officially. So, so I'm stoked about it. Everything's moving moving along at uh, a very rapid pace. So very very cool. So this is the man that's helping it, but. Redefining Darkness Records and Seeing Red Records is also your claim to fame, amongst other things. But more presently, as you heard about it before, the band Hammer. You're playing the old drums. Getting back out there. Getting back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old man. Getting behind the the kid again. Yeah, it's been a long time, man. It's uh, it's been fun, though. It's been fun. Great band, great guys. Uh, For anyone who knows, you know, Jay Hammer. I did not know Jay Hammer for the longest time. He nope. lived in the area all this time. I know, it's, yeah. It's like, how did I not know you, dude? He's like, oh, I've been around just in the, in the, the corners. Of the- he, he was born punk and grind and, and all that. And, you know, back in the day, uh, Gemma Sawadi was one of his bands back in the day. We used to play shows with them a lot. It's funny that I don't remember him from those days because I knew, like, half the band pretty well. I think I hit him up randomly. You hit him up? I, I think I hit him up randomly. We have a mutual friend, Joe Reed, who's in a band, The Mercenary. Uh, kind of some Celtic Frost worship. So check them out. I think they're opening for the Cro-Mags if you guys are in the Cleveland area. Uh, now that's class, whenever the hell they're coming, I don't know, look it up. Um, good band. But Joe Reed sings in Grave Plague, which is oh, your a, other, yeah, your other band. It's a death metal Def- thing that I do. Yeah, definitely some Hellcast fans that I recognize even picking that up. Oh, when, yeah, uh, Heavy Metal Relics, you, you put it up uh, back in the day, too, oh, when yeah, it came yeah, out. Yeah. I think you did a little post on it, which was, was much appreciated. Yeah. It's kind of autopsy early obituary dismember worship you know um more floridian than swedish i guess although people would argue that based on the production that'll change in the future um me and joe reed also do a grind band called to dust and we released a 12 inch split on give praise records shout out to give praise because it's their 13th 13th year 13th year Grindcore label out of, out of <laughs> Massachusetts. <laughs> great, great guys. Great guy. Um, put that out, and that was a split with uh, Bent C, which had Dirk, uh, who's now in Megadeth, but he's been in every fucking band you could think of recording drums. He toured with Satyricon, even tons of bands. Uh, but it was Dirk, 
uh, Shane from Napalm Death and Sven from Aborted. So there's a to dust split out there with Bent C. So check that out. It's still available. I definitely am sitting on copies. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if Give Praise sold out or not. But anyway, Joe Reed, the whole point is Joe Reed. Yeah, is who our, the fuck's this Joe Reed guy? He's our contact. Shit, he's, he, he's, <laughs> he's singing on Grave Plague. He's singing on To Dust. His new band's Mercenary. But that was the contact with me and Mike. I asked, or Jay, Jay Hammer. Yeah, we got to do it right Mike, here. Uh, yeah, oh, oh, Mike, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, what the hell's Sorry, the J? Mike. I don't know. We got to ask. We got to ask you, Mike. What Who the is hell's the Hammer? J? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. So I, I worked at Hot Topic back in the day. Don't, oh. don't judge me. Oh, the judgment has been already instilled. I mean, it was it was a long time ago. 2002. <laughs> okay, it's a long time ago. We were still selling uh, gothic wear and whatever. Reaper, what happened there? You are redefining Hellcast. <laughs> right now, we're definitely redefining Hellcast. Probably making it worse. We just see the fucking ratings going down and down. It's going up. They're like, fuck, J-Dog's not here. I'm going on there. Love J-Dog. J-Dog's be- on vacation. So yes. just filling in uh, temporarily. Filling so. in. J-Dog. J-Dog. So Jay Hammer, though. <laughs> yeah, so Jay Hammer. There's a lot of J's going around, a lot of hammers going around. My nickname at Hot Topic was Tommy the Hammer. Tommy the Hammer. On my, I didn't make it up. It was given to me. It was on my name tag. It just said Tommy the Hammer. I'm in Hammer. So just, I think it was meant to be. Yes, Hammer's got an out. Their only album is uh, Unholy Destruction, which uh, you did There's, not play on. No, but. no. Mike does everything. It's kind of like a midnight Who? midnight style. Jay Hammer. Jay God Hammer does everything. Can't get used to this. <laughs> Just use our real names from now on. I know, I know. It's like, and now I gotta call you what? I gotta bring up a release that just, uh, actually just came out today. Um, It's a collaborative release between Redefining Darkness and Raw Skull Records out of Germany. Speaking of German and Teutonic, Raw Skull. Well, Raw Skull is actually Netherlands, but the band's from Germany, so my apologies. Um, But might as well be Germany. Supreme Carnage, Morbid Ways to Die. Talk about kind of kitschy, fun names. Again, talking kind of that Swedish flavor. Is it? It's a little bit there. Is it? But uh, to be honest, to be honest, uh, for fans, I would say for fans of uh, Gorefest, but the demo was the shit. And uh, yeah, they, they kind of went side. Even that live in Eindhoven is fucking amazing. So this is more going to be like uh, early bolt thrower. Gorefest. I would even throw maybe a bit of Entombed in there. It's no frills, just in your face. It's like a German juggernaut death metal. Kind of death metal the way you, you should want it. <laughs> you know. No blasts, nothing like that. It's just... Oh, there's no blast? In your face, yeah. Chunky, gritty, beefy, you know. I already put that link in the description on this episode. Go to hellcast.net, subscribe to our mailing list. I've been preaching this fucking mailing go. list and about how you're going to always be winning and be in contests. Well, hey, I'm already on that mailing list. Well, then there you go. You're already entered into the drawing. So if you're not on the mailing list, go ahead and sign up for it. There you go. We'll have your contact information. We'll draw you from a hat, and you could be one of the lucky winners of Supreme Carnage. Yeah, so what we'll do is anyone that, that submits to the mailing list, uh, we'll give a free digital, digital download, but we'll also put you in a drawing uh, to send you out some product too so now I want to learn some stuff as I, I never really kind of picked your brain about oh, it no. redefining darkness records first and foremost where did you come up with that name 
Why are you redefining it? I did not get it. Who from... the fuck do you think you are redefining <laughs> darkness? I did not get it from The Shining. Uh, there is a Shining, a, a Swedish Shining record oh, yeah. called Redefining Darkness. Coincidental, completely. Not that I don't like the band, but I'm also not a huge fan either. It's good. It's fine. It's Hellcast, man. If you think it sucks, just say uh, it. Middle of the road. <laughs> I, the I Shining own, sucks, damn it. I actually, uh, I don't actually own that one. I no. probably own some of the earlier records, but. Uh, Coincidental when I started researching that, 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 you know, that name kept popping up, but, uh, I just thought, you know, I was trying to come up with a cool, you're trying to come up, it's any business, yeah, you're trying yeah. to come up with a brand, you're trying to come up with a cool, catchy name, but something that's not too ridiculous or too kitschy or, um, you know, too ridiculous. So redefining darkness seemed like a good, a good way to go. Um, I obviously have the two labels seeing red and redefining and people ask why I do that. I just keep them very focused. Let's say that. Uh, seeing Red, I, I kind of use it as my old relapse model. So if you remember relapse back in the day when like Nightstick and, you know, all these ridiculous Hemdale and all these bands around it, it was just kind of a mishmash of anything extreme. And I kind of missed that. So uh, Seeing Red's kind of, I could put it out whatever the fuck I want and not have anyone question or go, that's not true or that's not cult enough or whatever the fuck anyone wants to bitch about. I just put it out. As long as it's extreme in some way. Um, there's a band called True Cross on there that sounds like My Bloody Valentine. It's not, it's not remotely heavy. It doesn't have any <laughs> guitars, but that shit will make you want to slit your wrists. So it's extreme, okay? It's fucking extreme. Anyway, uh, and Redefined Darkness is very focused on, obviously, the dark stuff, right? Uh, anything that you would hear in a fucking cave or something, you know? Old school death metal, well, you know, right. some black metal. Um, well, so you're, you're just redefining the genre, you know, my well, way. You're pretty particular to that Swedish sound. And people say that. I feel like <laughs> I feel like Paul from Embalmer gives me some shit about that. But well, there's not, nothing to give shit about. It's just well, it's uh, not intentional. It's, a, it's just you know, you stumble on the bands, you stumble across. There's a million labels out there these days, and they're all picking up bands as fast as they can. And you know, we happen to stumble on Cyst, and we got lucky to stumble on Cyst. You know, and they're they're not. Of the Swedish kind. No, 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 not at all. That was definitely a different, uh, overall, even something, because I don't think the metal genre was even really, I mean, gruesome, obviously, we bring that up right. a lot, but uh, I don't think, I, I think everyone's like I looking think for the heaviest stuff. gruesome's ass, by the way. No offense, Matt. No offense, Gus. Love you guys, but. Do you uh, know Matt? I don't know Matt. I know Gus. Yeah? But yeah, me and Gus talking. We've kicked it in the past, yeah. Yeah, I've only met Matt on a couple times. I love uh, Exhum, yeah. though. I mean. Big Exhum fan from back in the day. Decapitator. Hemdale Exhum split. It's fucking amazing. If you don't have it, you should own the whole Hemdale discography and the whole Exhum discography, by the way. Yeah? If you don't. I uh, haven't heard the latest Exhum record, actually, though. Yeah, you know what? To be honest, I, I think I missed on that, too, unfortunately. <laughs> but but I'll get on that. Do we have an Exhum fans in the audience? Yeah, please. Or Hemdale. Has anyone fucking heard of Hemdale? Please, if you haven't, look <laughs> this shit up. Can't say I'm the fan. Well... That's more we, grindy, though. Yeah, yeah. But there there was, uh, you know, when you get into it at 12 years old or 13 or whatever the hell it oh, was. Oh, of course. Well, so that, I'm listening glad you to, said that. Listening to Day Man's Lost, you know, our, our boy over there, <laughs> you know. So. Well, so, so now I got a bone to pick. Uh-oh. Yeah, the first Watchmen, off, you said the you Watchmen. liked. First off, you said you liked Testament, and I was like, all right, well, people oh, do, man, but I don't. Get into this now. <laughs> yeah, I'm you going don't like there. Testament I'm, at all? No. Who doesn't? 
people, I want to hear your comments. Let's get, we want to get interactive with this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Name your favorite Testament album and not the or, one. Or, or sigh with me, Boo Testament. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two, I don't think many. Two, give me two thumbs down for Testament. I think <laughs> we're going to have a beer contest. If there's more boos for Testament than there are likes for Testament, he's got to buy me a beer or vice versa. But I think you're. I think I bought the last round though. That was. Let me. I just bad. bought this round. Oh right. Okay. All right. So, well, then you should be doing. I like this status. Yeah. Like you, yes. If you like one, fuck yeah. First one comment. One. We got we, no two comments. Bold no. Oh shit. Joel was the first comment. Okay. He said. He said. A testament kills. If I'm you like go with that, they kill like if good you music. Like, <laughs> if you like testament, I'm not talking about new shit. I'm talking about any era. Any era yes, of testament. Coolie. <laughs> Any era, name the album you like, okay? Just name the album you like and we'll know you like Testament. If you don't like Testament, do the Boo No, Testament. we got Boo Testament. We, I got don't like Ghoulie doesn't. Uh, come on, Steve D Ghoulie. on base. What's on wrong, base man? What did they ever do to you? Yes. They only made good thrash. James, James, yes, yes. See, he was excited about the Spawn of Satan and he says Boo Testament. James McBain? <laughs> Hell Ripper. No, McBain. You like Testament, McBain's buddy. always wearing a, a Motley Crue shirt. We got a bigger poem to fit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, some early Motley Crue's okay. I, oh, it's I. Uh, it's not. Reaper. It took me. It took me a long time. I never. I, I, I hated own the that records. Shit. I own the Motley Crue <laughs> record. The, t- the two records you're citing. Yeah. Don't tell me two. you're going to the third. No. no All right. No. I stop at Let's the first. Let's get some two. Boo Motley Crue too. All eras. Boo. Yeah. Well, we don't have to do that because we know that's pretty much true. But <laughs> but shout out to. Devil, and, and, and you know, uh, uh, the one before that, uh, yes, that? Matt Testament sucks. Love shit. Whatever. Good, look at dude, this is my this is my territory. Yeah, this is your, <laughs> yeah, these are your followers, apparently. All right, so where I was the going, legacy, with what's that? wrong with you people? The, the, the album is what made it wrong. It's, it's just it's, it's, it's just wimpy thrash. It's just wimpy. wimpy. It's wimpy. He's got dude. one of the best voices in thrash metal. Maybe the voice was there, but the, the music was not, and the music was more advanced. Then half of the motherfuckers I, playing thrash. See, dude, well, well, anything that Steve Souza was at the origin of can't be good. And that's, okay, all right. Well, <laughs> that's that why they voice, changed man. their name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they stand with the legacy, though. Yeah, they, they, came with they, honored, they honored it with the album, but, you know. The crew are kings, James. <laughs> what are they king of? Like, ripping you off and coming back with a reunion that sucks? First two records I'll give you, James. First two records. I'll listen to those. He, do you like Saints of Los Angeles? Hey, James, <laughs> we're repping Scotland. Brewdog. You drink the Elvis? Comment, oh, James. Comment. What the hell is that? Scotland. Yes, Meredith, bad music is at hand here. So, sorry, guys. Favorite Testament album, though, was uh, low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that is kind of low. <laughs> Some people will say that, but I have to defend myself. This is trying the place to refresh to do my it. comments here, by the way. Don't fuck the um, comments. <laughs> I'm trying to catch up. I don't know what the hell's going on here. I'll, I'll catch you up. All right, you keep J Dog. He doesn't know anything that's going on. He just he's just going I'm like stuck on the same thing. Two thumbs down. There's so many thumbs down for yes. Sadus is probably better, but <laughs> Exodus sucks Sadus, too. Yes. What the hell did you guys grow up on then? You can't well, tell dude, me you I, didn't listen to Metallica back and to Exodus and fucking Testament in the early '90s. Unless you're 23 fucking years old, there's no way, man. But you would have had Sadus at the time of that Testament. So, like, dude, how do you, like, put Sadus on and then be like, Testament, yeah. Like, 
like well, just, you hear what just you hear the opening first. line. Ah, dah, just, you know, you're just like yes, and then like like whoever said Steve DeGiorgio is in the band now, it, right? And he was in Sadus. Like yeah. what happened? Yeah. What happened, Steve? <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, it's not Steve's call. We'll say that <laughs> it wasn't his call. <laughs> I'm a big fan of James Murphy. He's a dear friend of mine. It's one of these uh, stories where you know I was a, a fan growing up as a kid. And then I happened to make friends with him later in life as I was a touring musician, stayed at his house. I mean, we recorded with him. We're, we're good friends. I feel like James all, Murphy's getting blown here. He's getting blown. <laughs> he's fantastic. Uh, guitar player, engineer, all that. But uh, uh-huh. you know, I was a big fan of James Murphy, man. I followed him from everything he did, from death to obituary to cancer. Actually, I didn't get into... He was an Agent Steel back in the day, guys. I don't know if you guys know that. He was an Agent Steel. He didn't play on a record. I didn't know that, was, actually. Yeah, Agent that's Steel how he got his start. No. But uh, he was there in you know, the beginnings of Morbid Angel, all that stuff, man. I have a podcast, by the way, as well, called Into the Darkness. You can get it off the Redefining Darkness Bandcamp page. I do like a fucking almost two-hour interview with James. It's probably three years old now, but we talk about all this old shit. It's pretty cool to, to get his take on a lot of this. Yeah, We talk cool. about Testament Low briefly, but we talk about it, but... Maybe it's a 90s metal record. <laughs> I was fucking 13. Give me a fucking break. It's I don't good. think anyone's giving you a hard time other than me, well, though. Yeah, but, it, but it's a good record, man. And one dickhead here. <laughs> there's amazing leads. There's some great riffs. I like Chuck Billy's lows. Low. It's great, man. It's fucking great. Did he, Get did hip, he, Do you think they called the album low just because they're like, you know, I'm going to go for a low vocal <laughs> yeah, on this probably. one. And it's a low point in our career. Take, they're taking a shit. Yeah, probably that, too. <laughs> probably that, for real. But it's the 90s. Record sales are low. My voice everything is low. Everything was low. Yeah. <laughs> this is that's very low. But yeah, if, I, I wouldn't even call it a guilty pleasure. I'm proud to like that record. You're proud, so, proud to like that record. Proud, yeah, yeah, yeah. proud to like. You There's a lot a of motherfuckers going. that would surprise you that say, would say that's their favorite Testament record. I guarantee it. I've I've heard it before. Wow, I'm surprised. But I like everything. <laughs> I like everything before that. Obviously, too. I, I, New Order. I had on cassette. You know, back in the day, that that was one of my favorites too. Man. So it's not like. I just got into them at low. I got into them much before that, but oh, well, man, what do you? It say is what that? it is, no, man. I'm, I'm giving you a harder time that I really care about. <laughs> I just I'm not a big testament fan. That's about it. That's, That's okay. as far as I can go it's with okay. it. I, I could care less, but uh, you could do worse than testament, though, uh, Juan. You really could, but I would love to hear what your worst is because. I don't know if my worst is always within some of the same caliber as I... I'm always thrust into such... Bad music follows me everywhere I go, man. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> like, working at Hell's, man. We're at Hell's. Like, you know, I mean, like... We're at Hell's right now. Yeah. We're, like, we, we're the fucking music entity. But no. Fucking shitty-ass music leaks through the wall. Tool, man. How does that oh, yeah, happen? Yeah, we don't want to bring these guys up, do How we? How much do you think Tool Bandcamp costs, by the way? What does that mean? That means you oh, can go and, and have five, a day with Tool. It's like, five hundred dollars, five hundred and fifty dollars. All right, I have friends. Now here's the thing: fifty dollars is a lot of money to see Tool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this: they've done a good job at marketing themselves. They don't. They've done a very good job at branding themselves. I do have Opiate. I do. Uh, I enjoyed that first record when that came out back in you know nineties or whatever. It was. Tommy, man, dude, Testament, Low, Tool, Opie. Tool Opie. <laughs> it was a different time, you know. It was a different time. He does have an eight palm death back patch, though. Yeah, I do. And if you look, I'm killing joke. I, I mean, I span the board. Okay, I, I come from a very diverse background, but but yeah, I, I never got the appeal, and not that I want to 
give Tool the no, time no, of day I, to no, even no, stretch this I, I, I was hoping to move on, but I, was, yeah, I, I never, just wanted to see what you thought. Never got the camp, appeal <laughs> of that band for as big as they got. <laughs> but I do appreciate the fact they took out bands like Meshuga and stuff like that at a time where no one knew who the hell that was, at least in popular music. Um, and I'm sure that's another subject to get onto, too. But back in the day, that was some really different, interesting shit. So, um, yeah, I'm with whatever. you, Juan. Atrophy. Not a fan. Oh, not a fan either. No, no. Then they did, they, they kind of. German, yeah. No, no, no. Atrophy. Atrophy's not German. From the Who West Coast. I, 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 Necros Christos, like uh, Joel brought up. I'm thinking of atrocity. Is what I was thinking. Oh of. yeah, yeah, yeah. You said atrophy. I thought atrocity. atrocity. Yeah, yeah, rightfully. Sorry. So. And there's there's like multiple a- uh, atrocities, atrocities too, yeah, right. which is actually a band that. Uh, uh, fun fact: I don't know if it is or not uh, a big deal that I, I I have I don't think I've actually officially heard atrocity. It's or sort of boring. It. I think there's like you guys agree or d- disagree, but help me with Reaper here. German atrocity, yay nay. I feel like there was one good album, maybe. And then they got weird and techno later on. And uh, you're German, man. What do you expect? I don't know. Yeah. Well, J Dog is on vacation, Matt. Tommy's here and he's sporting the denim and he's, yeah, he may, he may look a little bit updated. I already gave him shit for the <laughs> friends don't let friends have dreadlocks line. Man, they don't even know about that yet. They don't even know about that. <laughs> well, you didn't read Matt's line, man. He was, he was, he was digging into it. So I, I was redeeming Digging into the, the dreads? No, no, no. He didn't know about the dreads yet. So recently, uh, uh, what's that fuck that band? Uh, Black Dahlia Murder. Yeah. That band was brought up, and I'm always like, oh, oh, God, you know? Well, honestly, I've never really listened to them for enjoyment ever. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying you do. Yeah. I'm not going to put the, but uh, no, but in that, that band was brought up, and what was then presented is like, oh, wow, we'll actually, we'll listen to them. The name does suggest that, that they're that three-word name, that it's god-awful, and I'm not sitting there telling you it's going to be awesome. But I'm going to say that I was pleasantly surprised that, like, oh, well, they seem to come from that Gothenburg, melodic, Swedish death metal, uh, you know, crowd. Yeah. Where I could see those guys kind of sort of liking that shit, even though, like, which if you think about it, well, at the gates, they kind of, I guess, I never thought about it until now, maybe even started that whole sentence name bullshit yeah. of, of, you know, of new. So what I was going to say, though, is that, you have kind of crossed into that, you know, fanship of yeah. where like there are like those that they're making what Hellcast fans, including myself, <laughs> the fans that we pretty much kind of hate. Yeah. But yet those guys do come from a legitimate metal background. Yeah, for sure. As judgmental as I'm going to be about them. It's like, oh, well, when you stop and face them face to face, it's kind of like, oh, well, why did you make that kind of music that <laughs> if you like this? Yeah. So, like, how did you even, like, because you obviously come from, you know, more so the shit that we like. Yeah, you know, for sure. From, so, the judgment aside there, Matt, you know, you obviously, you know, you know, I, I, didn't, put a, I didn't put a hipster or, or a, you know, a three-word guy or, or just some bullshit person in the hot seat here on Hellcast. We didn't redefine it that way. Uh, someone that knows what they're talking about. So, how do you even really, like, cross paths in that genre, though? Yeah, what did you so, turn the dark? Maybe that's how you redefine darkness. There, yeah, it's fucking going in the shitter. Uh, well, I was in Abigail Williams in 2007 to 2009. So um, you know they just come off a tour with Enslaved, and uh, 
Dark Funeral at the time, and I had a friend in the band, and I actually didn't even join that band. I joined. They broke up. The band fucking broke up. I was never a fan of Abigail Williams before that. They were kind of in the Black Dahlia Murder uh, wheelhouse, and I never listened to that band either. I'm an old guy, man. I'm old. That that shit. <laughs> I graduated high school before that shit ever came out. You know, so um, it was something I really never even paid attention to. You know, Nile was probably like the newest death metal I'd gotten into. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and I knew Nile back in the the old, you know, the tape days when Visceral Productions put out, you know, Ramsey's Bringer of War and shit. You know, I mean, I was doing mail order back then. I was doing, I was probably at the tail end of tape trading, you know, uh, right when all that was ending. I was kind of on the tail end of all that where, where I sit age wise. But, uh, you know, you. I went to school for music. I'm trying to be a professional musician. I'm trying to tour. And so you take the gigs you get. And, uh, you know, it was an opportunity for me to get in the business and uh, stay on the road, you know, get on the road and stay on the road. So, you know, my first tour with Abigail Williams, actually, um, you know, things that things that happened, you know, I joined this other band um, that fell apart. Got signed to Roadrunner Records at the time, actually, uh, which was another kind of, you know, they had Nickelback and fucking oh. Slipknot at the time. We didn't sound like that, uh, obviously, <laughs> but uh, I'm just showing the, the way Road, Roadrunner was going at the time. So we it was kind of dark probably, history. probably a good thing it <laughs> fell apart. Um, but we were like, ah, oh, we, they were still getting offers to do Abigail Williams. So we we're like, well, fuck it. I mean, we got the people. Let's just do it. And so uh, my first tour we were talking about earlier today was with Vader and Love and Creation. So two bands I grew up loving. Right, uh, right. It was my first tour. So I thought that was pretty amazing and got to know those guys and stuff. So and then through them, that's how kind of the circle works. And we were kind of mislabeled for a long time. You know, when, when Abigail Williams started, like I said, I think it was kind of it went along that that Black Dahlia path, this kind of melodic death metal that had just been done too many times. So I wasn't into any of that shit. But Abigail started changing almost into uh, a symphonic black metal clones, so to speak. Not to badmouth what was going on. but I've never heard them. But Trim from Emperor <laughs> played drums on the record that I ended up being on. So, I mean, I don't know how much more true that could be than having Emperor on your record. But the music's legit. If you heard it without knowing who it was, most people would probably have ended up digging it back then uh, but you know the way our record company marketed us metalcore and deathcore were starting well metalcore was kind of phasing out but deathcore was getting big so they were just trying to market us as such and we we're like man why are you doing this we don't have fucking breakdowns we don't have any of this shit we're all old motherfuckers we're all into true shit like why are we getting pigeonholed but but it was a marketing ploy and it had nothing to do with us and we would get pissed off and we would try to fight it. And, you know, it is what it is. But so we toured with a lot of these bands is the point. You know, I toured yeah. with Vale Amaya and I toured with you know, the Faceless and I toured with a lot of these bands. Those, that were like, those are the shitty bands? Well, they're bands that are on this like. Uh, <laughs> they're they're all, listening. They're watching. They're all like, friends of mine. Well, so I can't say anything. You no, know? but they're all that. Oh, OK, not sh- sorry. It's shitty. But they're 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 the less. Opi- they're, they're not like they're labeled the metalcore and all like. Kind yeah, of the, the, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're kind of more along these like. You know that new face of of metal. That, I never heard of any of those. Yeah, it was never, but they're popular bands. You okay, know, they're, they're they're popular bands that make money and that tour, and um, that's how you get thrown in. Is because you get gigs with them, you get tours with them, and they make money, and you know, hopefully you make money. But uh, you know, it is what it is, man. You ride the wave, and you know the wave took me to not playing anymore. <laughs> but uh, you know, now I'm doing my own thing and redefining. <laughs> 
uh, you know, what, what, what's going on now. So that's just how you get thrown in, man. It's just the business. It's the business. That's how I met James Murphy. So I met some true motherfuckers out of all this too, you know, uh, and became friends with a lot of great, a lot of heroes, you know, Charlie Benate, uh, you know, got to, got to meet him back in the day. I, I actually played in the band with fucking Dan from Excel. Can't get more true than crossover legends Excel. So when I lived in LA, so yeah, is what it is, man. You, you just, it's life. You just fucking, it's this fucking circle. You get thrown in where you get thrown in. If you leave yourself open to it, if you don't, you don't do shit and you sit in your basement and jack off and listen to your fucking records all the time. But <laughs> I wanted to get out there and do something. So, you know, you do what you do with what's it, what you get offered, man. You do what comes your way. No, I, well, so I thought it was funny though earlier where you're talking about we're playing with the Vader guy. <laughs> Yeah, and they were sick every night. But you're talking about how, you know, being obviously Polish. So uh, you said that the, the the line that was laughable was like they and they, you know, we're we're sitting here, we're like the the ones in the metalcore audience are getting labeled, and you know, the gripe that you just ran it on. Yeah, it's but, that, but then you got Vader, who's like, and then they're fucking sporting the hot topic pants. Dude, they <laughs> willingly, <learned>. willingly. <laughs> Well, I think they thought it was cool or something, man, because now if you look at Vader, they do have, like, the tight... They're going back to what they did back in the 90s and, or, you know, late 80s, where they had the tight jeans and the high tops and, and jean jackets and all that. But when we toured with them, they're wearing Hot Topic pants, man. They're fucking bondage pants, the ones that, like, Ooh. tie together and chains hanging. They're baggy I get the and shit. mentality behind and that. And it was... <laughs> it just seemed so irrelevant, even in 2007, that it was like... Should we tell them something? Like, should <laughs> someone talk to these guys? Like, what the fuck is going on? Um, really bizarre, man. Really bizarre. Didn't make me like him any less, but it looked really ridiculous on stage. So, uh, no, no, I love but, Vader, but yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, no, and that was uh, even I'm in because you were uh, that was uh, before Doc died then, or no, he no, already, he, already, did, already he did, he already passed. So, uh, Dare, who plays in Dimmuborg Gear now, um, he was playing drums, and that guy's a fucking monster, man. He if anyone was going to follow Doc up, I'm glad he did because he was perfect. I mean, he played it to a T, you know, fantastic. Which is why Dimu picked him up, I'm sure. Yeah, I, that and that, that that's kind of for, that's foreign language here in this crowd almost. It's like, I, hell, I don't even didn't realize that that was even still a band around. Well, what's like, so funny is here. like, this is like Hell's Headbangers and, and this crowd is kind of that extreme underground. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. I'm more akin to now. I work a lot with these guys um, and have always kind of been into it you know in the background but the, the world I was immersed in I mean I was assigned to Roadrunner Records for eight months or something so when we talk about Nickelback and Slipknot so there's so there's let's these, not let's yeah let's <laughs> not that's just that has nothing to do with me but they you know these tears right of, of it's funny how metal is so separated as a genre in itself right because you have even Testament in, in like a Dimmu year and that's kind of mainstream metal, really. Uh, well, so no, totally, you know? exactly, yeah, but, exactly. But if you compare it to uh, a Metallica or a Megadeth, even it's a totally different knock tier. Down from it's there, totally different so tier. there's these different tiers, man, and it's funny where you fall in. And I, I kind of fell in between a bunch of them as I was touring, well, but and that's why I wanted to kind of even approach it because it's like you're kind of that. Yeah, that into that because I'm the like, connector in between all these things, in, in a way because like well, I've, like I've said it on the show before, like yeah. you, like you know, not so much now, but 
you'd get to know bands through various aspects. And one of those aspects for me was uh, looking at thanks lists. Oh, yeah. And right. and so me too back I remember day. seeing like. So I'd find new bands sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. But then you'd like be reading it and I don't know who it was, but and I don't even know if this is the right example, but let's just say it is that like uh, some morbid angel. I, I got nothing better that, in a good day. Was thinking Google doll, Goo Goo Dolls, or something. Oh, you're right. just like, yeah. like whoa, 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 what happened here? Blade. Goo Goo Dolls were on Metal Blade back. And in then the day. like through like Sugar Ray was heavy back oh, in the day. Oh, oh, not, not, not Hell's I, Headbangers heavy, but I mean, oh, it ain't heavy. Oh, oh. But like Goo Goo Dolls is what I'm saying. That's what so, I'm saying. Yeah, and then it took like the tour in life, or the now. Not so much that in my experiences touring as a band have I played with these kind of bands, but you do meet certain individuals or kind of like meeting your, 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 yourself yeah. that you cross paths with these guys. You're like, oh, now I get it. Like some of these guys are cool. So it's like, fuck, like, uh, I guess thanks Google. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you know, you know, like it comes at the expense of like, oh, fuck, you know? Well, I'm trying to think, uh, uh, what the, was that dude? When Five Finger Death Punch started or whatever, right? It's fucking terrible. Um, the guy, uh, Matt, Matt, uh, I'll think of his last name. He he's, he's from Chicago. Even the dude from In This Moment from Chicago. Ooh, what, that just doesn't sound good. But both of those guys were in some true fucking bands back in the day. One, one was a doom band on Century Media. I'll have to, I'll have to look it up. That but they shit. were the truest shit, man. Like, I'm talking early 90s, before half you motherfuckers were probably born. These guys were playing some true doom shit. And, uh, you know, whether whether it's a, a conquest for money or, or making a living as a musician or whatever, you know, uh, staying true just means staying true to yourself. So whether that means you're going to go play, end up playing shitty music or you take the, another path or whatever it is. It's all about just being who you are and, and being what moves you or whether that be money or whatever it is that moves you. But, uh, you know, Matt was in a super legit band in Chicago. He moved. He ended up being in Five Finger. Oh, dude, I just had it. Don't I'll look him up. I'll look him up. But he was <laughs> he's a cool, got a bad fucking. He was he's a cool got, oh, fucking shit. guy. He's not in the band anymore. Thank goodness for him. But I'm sure he was fucking banking. By the way, there's nothing wrong with making money. Would you rather swing a hammer? Or would you rather play on stage every night? And uh, I think you know. I think people would rather, look, you know, I'll look up his name. I think there's a fine line though of like shittiness, you know what I mean? And then like you could stick to a craft that might be it might take you that fucking long or you just don't give a success isn't exactly, you know, a dollar figure. Success yes, totally. is so uh, you know what I mean? Like and like Omar said he never thought these Matt bands Snell. would be mentioned on Matt and, Snell. But like, but so like, as a, uh, yes, Omar, you never would think these bands would be mentioned on uh, on uh, Hellcast before, and and that's just that's exactly kind of the point. Not that I'm even condoning half of this because there's some oof, Wait, me either. Some nasty I don't shit. Off. I don't listen to this shit. It's people. We're talking about people connected to shitty. The topic here: people connected to shitty bands that aren't necessarily into anything shitty. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes, that's and the point here, guys. That's I, I, yeah, I always wanted to do the segment of like, where are they now? Because there's yeah, like a lot, there's a of, lot uh, of that. There's a lot of like band members that yeah, they'll, they'll do like, uh, fuck. This I'm gonna a, find this guy. This is a really shitty reference, and I forgot the fucking thrash band that guy was in. But Third Eye Blind. 
Yeah. That guy that's was, was saying, in a thrash man. band. This is what I'm so saying. So it's like, how the fuck does that guy listen to fucking thrash and then all of a sudden goes, do, do, do. Well, it's like the do, guy from like, Creed I, I don't and get shit. It. He was listening to fucking, he you was? know, Sepultura, Schizophrenia and all that shit. Yeah. But <laughs> why is he doing that shit? You know, I, don't, I, don't I don't know. know. Who I knows? But that guy, he, he lost any of his points. <laughs> he wasn't cool. All those guys stuff. lost a lot of points. <laughs> <laughs> what do we care? They're fucking millionaires, but you know, I mean, that's what it is. I'm looking up Matt Snow because I'm sure. Let's hope Metal Archives doesn't fail me. All right. Well, I want to get back. Because it was a signed band. No, I, I just wanted to approach that because Ooh, I got you, it. I got it. Okay, and okay. then we'll lay that to rest. Matt, <laughs> Smo, Matt Snow, who ended up being in the like uh, Five Finger Death Punch, he was in Anubis oh. Rising. Anubis Rising. What is that? That's a shitty band. No, no, it was a pretty true band, man. Um, I think dudes from Abyssal Dawn were in it. Uh, Charles, maybe. Now, is that the key, maybe? That why, as like. Well, because maybe LA ruins everybody. Maybe that's it. You're, you're in LA. You see all the fucking nice shit. You live in a fucking dirt dungeon because you can't afford anything. And you go, man, I want to get out of this fucking hellhole. And Mike. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Mike, though, do you. Um you you'd seem like you'd be the guy that would know what that yes shitty music aside though what was the thrash band that that guy was in do you know the of the, the third eye blind bullshit cuz uh there was it was yeah, like a, it that. was totally like a, a, a straight up thrash band like you know you were some not that atrophy well atrophy is like fucking sabbath compared to all this shit that we've yeah, been mentioning but uh you know what I'm saying? It was it was more of that kind of that West Coast style um, that, you know, they go on, they do all these different things. And, you know, like, I, I don't know, I, in, in a way, it, it almost seems slightly evident that as the griping, I guess, elitist metal fan to be like, why the fuck is this being labeled metal? That might, in a way, be the answers because some of these guys that start off doing real metal bands, Rob Flynn comes to my machine head. Oh, yeah, you know, terrible. but he was he did fucking violence. He did forbidden evil. That's just like, is that Something why? Because these guys come from these places, and like, I, I just don't get it though. I just don't get how they can be like, I'm gonna start a new band, and then we're gonna start playing this really crappy music that's gonna go on and be called new know, metal. I don't know if it has something to do with age or something. I don't know. You guys chime in on this, but my dad, you know. Grew up, you know, when he was a teenager, he was listening to Deep Purple and all this cool Montrose and all this cool hard rock, you know, back then. But by the time I was growing up, he's listening to Whitney Houston and Boys to Men. Like, where the <laughs> fuck happened there? You know, like, and well, I used yeah, to well, give him shit when I was growing up, you know. So I don't know, man. I don't know if it's an age thing or if it's a money thing or if it's a combination of things. Who the fuck knows, man? But well, I've always wondered it. To though. get us steering back in the, the proper yeah, direction. Let's, let's, let's get some fans back. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck, what happened to Hellcast? They are even fine. Holy point, shit. Third Eye Blind and Creed. Point, point being, there's I'm a lot of, My face is red. I'm embarrassed. There's a lot of guys that you would never know were into the shit they're into based on what they do. I mean, even your fucking delivery guys wearing Dark Throne shirts would have had no idea that guy was into Dark Throne. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, like, he, he, and he wasn't excited to be at Hell's Headbangers either. <laughs> well, that's kind of weird. <laughs> He's watching, like, fuck you. No, I, I just always, I just always wondered where, where, where did the? I'm, I'm thinking fucking Yoda here. Where did the dark side come into play? <laughs> the dark side not being a good thing, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> the light side. Um, but but Trevor from Black Dahlia is a good a good. Uh, 
Oof, person we'll... when it when it comes to crossing over because if you look at the column he does, the obituarist, he's really trying to expose a lot of underground, um, mostly death metal. I think he's into a lot of intense underground death metal, but you know he's just like us, man. He he probably knows shit that we never heard of, you know. So, but it just goes to show that yeah. there are a lot of guys out there that may be doing one thing, but their passion might be something other than that. So. Top 10 records. Death oh, we metal. We can't do this, man. I don't know. Do it. This All right, tough. just name Just name a record. Top 10? All right, name a good record. Eating Back to Life was like one of the ones that come to mind right away. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Because <laughs> Chris Barnes didn't have direct dreadlocks. <laughs> Pre-dread Chris Barnes. Very important. But they were also almost thrashy, too, you know? They had like yeah, this, yeah, very much so. Very much so. Know? Now, do you know, what, what, was the, what was the thrash band that Cannibal Corpse was before Cannibal Corpse? Because oh, they were yeah, a thrash band. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. Not Rigor Mortis, because that was... Rigor Mortis we're was Immolation. Cheat. We're going to that cheat, right. guys. <clears throat> Rigor, they all came from different bands. And then they, yeah, but the <clears throat> Cannibal Corpse had a... The, Ah, shit. Anyway, we'll what was out. Cannibal Corpse before they were Cannibal Corpse? Well, I don't know if that really is ser- fair to say. Well, it was Leviathan. Was it Leviathan? Leviathan. Leviathan. Chris Leviathan. Barnes was in Leviathan. Yeah. <clears throat> but but Alex Webster and Jack maybe were in a different band, and then they merged. You know what I mean? Like, Alex Webster was not in Leviathan. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Yes, Juan, he's been looking, Chris Barnes has been looking for a label for a long time for Graveyard Christmas. <laughs> oh, man. Where did that go wrong? That went wrong a long time ago. Oh, nice. Corpus Rodus. Wow, there's an obscure reference there. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I I don't, I'm not a huge Cannibal Corpse fan, though. I, I, I tried to love it, and I, I, I can't even really do as so much as like it. And I think it has something to do with Morrison, man. So let's get let's do, no, let's Morrison. redeem some quality. Let's talk about some sound of sure. record. Because we did this before. I went on that gripe, and it just went on deaf ears because ah, I guess not everyone's like an audio nerd like me. But Morrison, I'm an audio man, nerd as well. I appreciate Morrison for every classic band I've been down there, but I do not think Morrison records sound good. Okay, but is it is it Morrison you don't like? As a whole, or is it like a particular engineer at Morrison you don't like? Probably Scott Burns, then. See, I love Scott Burns, but I don't necessarily the like trash Jim can, Morrison. Well, not, no, no, not the trash can drill. It just sounds like they're banging. That's what the snare drum sounds like. Right? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's probably true, and it probably did sound like that back then. But, um, but like early Sepultura, like that, you know, when they started going there, or at least when Scott Burns but went they, to and, and Brazil to record them. Oh, they, did they? Is that what happened? They I went to beneath, him. And they went, I think went beneath to, he went to them, and I think after that they can't because it was cheaper to fly him now. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I think Scott. Okay, so let me put it this way. So my project Grave Plague. Not to like throw a little. Pitch out or anything. No, you should after talking about Creed and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all that. There's like, no condoning. Well, listen to what the man has put out. You would, you would realize he's why he's on Hellcast. <laughs> no. But but we, it's almost a more Swedish production. It, that was really never the intention. I actually was going for more of a Floridian sound, although our main influence is like Autopsy, really. I mean, Autopsy is probably my favorite death metal band, hands down. Every album? Well, uh, their early stuff, I mean, Severed, um, even Axe, uh, Mentally Murdered. Autopsy's probably my favorite death metal band because I think they cover. If you want a definition of death metal and you had to look it up in some kind of dictionary or something, I feel like they give you everything you need. 
you know, from the kind of slow fucking oh, for eerie sure. doomy parts to the vocals, the best fucking voice in death metal. I mean, you could argue Chuck maybe, but um, I think Chris has got it, man. He's so fucking out there and so bizarre and he, so fucking contorted and disturbing, you know. Um, but Autopsies is my favorite shit, man. Uh so any anything from from them really probably Severed's my favorite, but I like different records for different reasons. So it's hard to give a favorite. Um, but we're, but, but, anything, but more sound though sound so like like I I just I always what, felt do you like, like any records that were recorded there? That's probably I like a, a lot better of questions. records that are recorded there. But I'm always complaining like oh, man I would love this record more because I'm like you drums even yeah, though I deal. don't even like I I wanted to be a drummer I can. Keep a beat, but I'm not a drummer. Yeah. So like, I just, I I hear a lot of the drums sound like shit, but also the guitar is just kind of eh, bland. And there's not enough bass. I, I see. I'm a, I I I am a stickler for hearing fucking bass. Yeah. Partially because I'm a guitar player that had to be a bass player. Right. <laughs> uh, but I liked I liked that I had to be thrust into that because I felt like. It made me look at bass differently. It's funny that you mentioned that. I feel like we had a conversation at a hammer practice not long ago about, uh, I don't remember what Cryptic Slaughter um, we were listening to, but we were listening to Cryptic Slaughter and the bass is like out front in the yeah. fucking mix, man. Like for me too much. I don't know about for you. I'm not a really big Cryptic Slaughter All fan. Right. Well, it's dope, but I mean, the bass is like in your face, bass in your face. It's a bit much, but I do think you you have a point here where because it's metal music and because a lot of bass players were guitar players first and had to play bass, they're following a lot of guitar lines and not really doing their own thing. Like bass traditionally was just kind of following uh, within the, the chord progression. So they were able to kind of play loose. If you listen to Sabbath, it's a perfect example. You know, Geezer's all over the fucking place. It's amazing, yeah, yeah. right? So it's more of a traditional rock platform, whereas um, when you start getting into metal, especially faster music, when it starts getting into thrash and stuff, number one, it's probably was just hard for anyone to keep up at that time. But number two, when you're going that fast and when you're changing that much, how much room does a bass player have to move around Accord, right? Well, it wasn't even so much if the bass player was going to do anything different or do all that. It was more so that the bass became it, it, well, the drums and the, the the guitar just took it over. You didn't even yeah. hear it anymore. Like James, yeah, Profanatica bass. Like yeah. that's a bass. That's a bass. And it's and it, and it fucking it's ugly. Like and that's actually a gripe of it in and of itself is like slightly skipping over that. Uh, my my uh uh. uh what the fuck studio was I just talking about? More sound. Uh, is that... Does it seem like ugliness is kind of lost its way in metal? Because, like... I think it's coming back. You think it's coming back? It's kind of well, trendy, and is that the, back. Is that how it lost it? <laughs> like, you're, to, to you, it might be coming back to me. I'm like, no, no. no you know, and they're trying. You know, I think people are, like, artificially trying to bring it back, if that makes sense, right? Well, because, like, okay, for instance, here's the thing. So well, I just always wanted something to sound good. Like, that's all I care. Yeah, well, like, okay, so, like, death metal or, or some, a genre other than traditional heavy metal introduced distorted bass. And that right. was our first ugly bass. And now, like, I was listening to that band Lady Beast from Pittsburgh. Are you familiar with them? Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
So the bass, they're a traditional heavy metal band with a female singer, and the bass is distorted on it. And it's kind of like, it's great, don't get me wrong, but it's kind of like, huh, when did traditional heavy metal start to adapt the ugly Ooh, bass? Corn and bass. now it's kind of like ugly bass is like, where's the ugly bass anymore? Like, there's no ugly bass. Like, I, 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 yeah, that's probably true. Corn bass. <laughs> you just hear clicking. <laughs> I just heard fucking pure annoyance, and I'm turning this off. Right. Or, or it's the fucking dipshit next door that's blasting it. So <laughs> you know, we'll put on Diafago and just annoy the fuck out yeah, of him. Mortuary drape bass, yeah. Profanatica. Oh fuck it, Demolition yeah. Hammer now, too. Dude, now that's a reference right there. Juan Hawking from fucking Desultory. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Do you like to? So okay. So you Love like Desultory a lot of too. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Well, now you're getting back on track. <laughs> well, Desultory, favorite Desultory album. I mean, that's that's short lived. So. Well, yeah. I mean, bitterness I think, or in, into eternity. Uh I think I got into them. Probably into eternity. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, you think that just like resonates more but i like both of them for sure oh yeah yeah i heard swallow the snake first uh, it didn't destroy me yeah i was that's really a, young that's a weird when one i to first get, heard that's a weird it. one to get into first well i, think. I don't yeah well it was the there was it was nine it was the 90s yeah, and i was a yeah. kid and i had a metal blade compilation tape right and that's what i heard it on and then i got it and then you're you're stuck with it so you all, all you can do is like it or get rid of it and hate it and right. get a dollar for it so I kept it <laughs> and then I was like me- remember metal disc mail order I do remember Is any, metal any Ameri- I, maybe, black and maybe. white it was black and white yeah yeah and then they got the like color a, covers yeah does any Americans or I guess they probably would have been worldwide remember metal disc I'm just curious so metal disc they had I was like desultory fuck they got other albums so into eternity dude when I got that album the funny thing was is like I was exposed to a lot of you know I guess Cannibal Corpse would be, you know, an easy go-to of extreme music. Had heard that, yeah. but yet didn't really, like, hit me as far as, like, the extremity or any of that. We're into Eternity, the Sultry, that was actually kind of, like, probably one of the first records that I could note where I was, like, truly blown away. Yeah. And, like, it was the vocal style because it was different than... Swallow the Snake. Yeah, right. That was a snake. It was truly swollen. <laughs> and, like... It was kind of like, and, and talk about like going, like a metal band going into the depths of like what's going on. Like right. we were just, where we just came from conversationally. Right. So, but like when I heard those balls, I was like, holy shit, you know, like yeah. this, it really made me turn my head and, and, and just fucking great sound sunlight studios. So much like the Morrison gripe I just had. Yeah. Here's a studio that is otherwise putting out Thomas. Yeah. You know, I like sunlight studios. I like the, uh, the, the Swedish death metal thing, but here it is breaking that mold right. with the sultry. And that's what I love about that band. They tune the E flat. Right. They didn't have the Swedish guitar tone yet. They went to the same studio. I wonder, I'll have to listen back because it's been a while and to really analyze, but sunlight, I believe they used a real snare, but the bass drum and the toms oh, were all yeah, electronic yeah. triggered. Um, it was D drum back then. Uh, D drum was only electronic back then. They didn't uh, make uh, kits like they do now, acoustic. But um, I want to say that was all triggered then. And you could hear it on old Entomb records. It's obvious the kick. That, it, I, I the, think that isn't toms. that a full blown electronic drum set. Yeah, but people would bring their own cymbals and their own snare. Um, so that would kind of be your identifier. Uh, 
so it would make it sound a little different from record to record, you know, okay. give you your own individual sound. But you definitely hear it on Clandestine. Um, like, it's super obvious. But you hear it on all the Sunlight rec- on all those records. I think it just helped. It made it more consistent. Um, well, it was actually, kind of a cheat back then, you know. But um, I also, when I did an interview with Fred Espy, he just said, he's like, dude, that was like a hole-in-the-wall, shitty-ass yeah, studio. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you weren't going to get a good room sound or anything. So it was like, hey, how do we make the bass drum come through better? How do we make the toms bigger and come through better? You know, I th- that was their solution. It was unique, and it made sunlight sound, you know, part of their sound. So, you know, that's what it is. Let's go to Japan. Let's go to Japan, though. Japan, okay. Japanese metal band. What's We're talking about Metal Lucifer. We were talking yeah. about Metal Lucifer earlier. Fuck yeah. I was hoping you'd just say yeah. Metal Lucifer. Well, Where, you know, there's where's the thumbs up? Where's the two thumbs up for Metal, Metal Lucifer? Lucifer. And Sabat. Would much rather have a Metal Lucifer record than a Ghost record. We were talking about that <laughs> earlier. I'd much well, rather so see a new, new Metal Lucifer. Where's the new record, dude? Like, Heavy Metal Bulldozers was so good. Bulldozer well, like you said, so no, good. Everything's just rehashed. Compil- various different compilations of all the material that's been released already. So yeah, I want to hear the new shit. I I really do because like I I love it so much. I love that cheese. There's that ugly bass again. You know, yeah, like totally. It, it's just so fucking good. And it's like I I just don't know. And, and for for Gazole who comes from a band like Sabat, right? Who puts out every burp and fart. <laughs> you know, like how where's the music? You know. Yeah. Well, they did just do a seven inch though. Another Sabat. Metal Lucifer split, which is the same band kind of redundant with itself yeah, in a way. Right. But um, so there was a new song on that. I think uh, I, maybe it was a cover or something. But like, where's the album? And actually, you know, so thinking of that, you know, there's a really what I I love is um when you can get a band and like dig deep in them and like start seeing the connections. Yeah, right. And so in the case of Metal Lucifer, the German connections. Disaster from Germany. You like disaster. Love disaster from Germany. What's your favorite? D-E. D-E-S-A-S. Well, D-E like uh, destruction's yeah, disaster, yeah, yeah. total disaster. Totally. Um what's your favorite disaster album first? And there's a lot of disaster albums I feel like, they, right? They, 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 like yeah. eight of them or some seven? No, I don't know. I don't I, yeah. Shit, there's a lot. I see the covers in my head. Okay. Not so much the album titles. Divine Blasphemies. Amazing. Uh, but what was the one right before Divine Blasphemies? Oh, what was the last Occulto album? So, uh, 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 Tyrants of the Nether- Netherworld. Yeah, that one's fucking pretty Did you awesome. know uh, Occulto has a band called Euronymous? That I don't know. Yeah, and there's a trilogy CD. So, any Disaster fans that particularly like Disasters these old school like with Occulto... Yeah, but the thing about Disaster Man, like, they really embrace that Teutonic spirit. You know, right. German Teutonic, like, well, I guess it's only German, uh, I guess, in my mind at least. Uh, <sighs> that it, 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 it's not just Sodom, it's not just destruction. Well, it's definitely not destruction, but right. it's there in essence. And, it, you know, in a lot like of ways, is what's really cool about that is, because I've often said, like, Teutonic thrash is like early black metal. Right. If you think about it. Totally. All the, like, all the black metal bands, at least. Like Sodom. Yes. Then Destruction, Creator, all that. Right. So, Disaster's almost like the perfect fucking bastard spawn of that because they are very much black metal in a lot of ways, but total fucking thrash. Total thrash. You know? And you you hit me to that. I wasn't uh, hip to Hellbringer. Is that the one that you showed me that uh Hellbringer. Oh, oh, but that's a, 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 a Australian band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that first... Was it the first Hellbringer you showed me? Okay. I don't know. It reminded me of that 
kind of uh, style. Yeah, uh, right. It reminded me of that style, like Disaster and, and those bands, you know. And when that, that whole thrash scene was going, I mean, granted, they, they existed, but it's like, where is that? Like, black and thrash is a big thing now. And to me, like, like Disaster, kind of. It was like, well, that not, was the not, black and thrash band. Nocturnal like, Breed. Yeah. I mean, I loved all that shit. You know, I mean, the first one's fucking incredible. Um, what was the one that you liked, though? What, what, Nocturnal, Nocturnal Breed album? Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if it's a uh, 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 tools of the trade that I like that. Well, that was the first album I heard by them. Yeah, um, and that was more thrash than a lot of the. Uh, they lost Some a little of that, but, but they're they're Norwegian, so they had a lot of right. that. You know, uh, more. I don't know. I don't know if it, I, I guess it was. It, it just seemed a little bit more black metal than maybe Disaster was. True. If it, but it kind of carried a little bit of that same vibe though. You know. A Teutonic, okay, uh, yes, gospel of the horns, like that. That is that is kind of a good call. Yeah, Australia probably would be the epitome yeah, of I like, feel a like black they're doing thrash. a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I mean Destroyer. I mean, yeah, 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 all that shit. Like for a while, I was like, if it's an Australian band, I was like, that's gonna be black and thrash. Yeah, you know? right. Period. Well, like, well, even like Raven, uh, Raven Cult. Yep, is kind Love of Raven that. Cult. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Man, I haven't kept up with them since know, the last album that Hell's put out. What was that? Morbid Blood? Hell's put out? <laughs> You'll know better than me. <laughs> <laughs> you I should know kind of this. For, well, I kind of forgot. Well, there's a lot of Morbids and Bloods <laughs> and stuff in titles. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, Impious. Well, uh, James, isn't Impious Baptism not, not no, no, uh, Nocturnal Graves? Which was also they, brought. They just got. Re- they just got picked up by uh, what, Seasons of Mist. Seasons I think. Of Mist. Yeah. Yeah. They snatched a few. They snatched, they snatched a few, a few of them. Yeah. But Nocturnal <laughs> Graves is a shit. Love that shit. All, all, your releases were great. I, I was actually kind of late to that game. I, I I couldn't even really play a part in saying yeah yeah you know. But like, it was. I and, and talk about a good drum sound, man. Like, cause yes. there, was, there was almost. Did you notice that, you know, talking about black and thrash, did you notice, though, as much as it is black metal, as much as it is thrash metal, Teutonic thrash, Yeah, it also was a lot of, not particularly punk, but DB. In a lot of a lot of attitude. Well, yeah, because there's, a, you know, thrash comes from that crossover, so I think... Uh, but not the Teutonic, I don't think. No, the, the Teutonic, Teutonic doesn't, because does that comes from more traditional heavy metal, I think. Yeah. Maybe yeah. without... A lot of the melody, but it comes from. Uh, I I just feel like it has more ties with that because America. It's just that more America like, thrash has more ties, obviously, to the punk scene, right? Whereas I don't think that happened in Europe. Right, and it almost seems like um, like a lot of new wave of British heavy metal. You know, a lot of those bands would say how like well, we were from um, uh, not Newcastle, uh, the other town. Uh, Birmingham. Birmingham, yeah. Where it's like, you know, it was an industrial town. It was just shitty. Metal was in our veins. You know, Judas right. Priest would tell you that story. So right. it's almost like Teutonic thrash is like Germany's, like, you know, we suffered through wars. We right. had Nazis. We just were fucking fu- destroyed. Yeah, like, it's just that, just that fucking just shitty gripe. But it is very you know? uh, Venom and Celtic Frost based. I mean, you hear a lot of that shit coming out, obviously sped up um, in a lot of cases. But, you know, even the guitar tones are very Celtic Frost uh, guitar tone, you know what I mean? Yeah, 
I it's, guess, yeah, yeah. Maybe what? not played the same way, but the tone itself, you know, you feel like it carries through a little bit more. And you even heard that with early Sepultura, I feel like, because they got more from Sodom and Creator, I think, than they did on any of the American bands. Um, right. the schizophrenia and stuff, I think you get a lot of that, again, that Celtic Frost guitar tone. <laughs> Talk about guys going different ways. I don't know what his real name is. I don't know what he calls himself in Gehenna because I'm actually a fan of the metal band, the band that isn't metal that he's did. So the Coffin Shakers, Rob Coffin Shaker, oh, cool. is the guitar player in Gehenna, which is Coffin Shakers is totally fucking country. Oh, but really? like with fucking like metal lyrics. Weird. It's like, and he sounds like Johnny Cash, but like a cooler Johnny, and he doesn't go Christian. So he's talking, you know, <laughs> he's talking about vampires or, you know, last night down by the grave. So he's talking about digging up like, you know, seeing the knife where he killed his wife and shit. <laughs> Dude, coffin shares are great. And uh, so, you know, talking about guys that, and that's kind of where that gripe, and not that I want to talk about that too much again, but it's like, why did like Rob Coffin Shaker get it to go and do a respectable kind of genre that would be, you know, metal? I, I think, who, who likes, Ooh. I don't think anyone Someone, would hate country, at least like country, like Johnny Cash kind of well, country. Real country, country you know, yeah, not real like country. Not the, We're talking about Hank Williams Sr. Yeah. and shit like that. So like Johnny Cash. You know. To go that route, like why didn't those metal dark bands stuff do that? Yeah. Why didn't though like why did they have to invent new metal? <laughs> Even though they liked the yeah, good right. shit. I couldn't have gone another way. Like, <laughs> let's not get back into those conversations. King Dude, that's probably yeah, oh, he was, yeah. Yeah, I don't, does that guy is that guy a metal rep? And so dude, horrible I, band. Yeah, name. I, <laughs> terrible. And I I never knew who the fuck that was, and everyone's talking about it, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? This who sounds is, yeah, fucking who's the terrible. Dude? This sounds like fucking, I'm going to listen to uh, uh, Bubba Sparks or like uh, Everlast or some fucking oh. shit. That's what, when I hear King Dude, I'm like, that's who those motherfuckers are playing with, all this shit. But but apparently, it's kind of more like what you've been talking about. Oh, yeah, it, it, and I don't know if he had a metal tie, but at least like uh, Van Records. Um, right. Which, they're kind of across the board with yeah, what they put Yeah, they're all up. over the place. They put it out. Um, but, like, I don't know. They, I, in a way, though, it's kind of like, why is that acceptable? <laughs> Granted, I can kind of answer my own question. <laughs> why is that acceptable as opposed to the really shitty stuff? But I just don't get how they would go there, you know? like Yeah, where, how does, where does this lead? Yeah, how does this lead? To, show me the path. Yeah, right. Why couldn't you have uh, at least? Yeah, like uh, like Marcus just said, it's kind of like a rockabilly style. Like yeah, at least right. rockabilly. It's when it became trendy, it's like then it got annoying. Well, where it's a lot like, of goth kids got into rockabilly because I, I think the dress. There's a lot of things. I almost think the fashion took over for some you know people, but I don't think that case in King Dude. Juan asked, "Sis LP coming out anytime soon?" Something I, I've, I've I've poked Craig about already. A lot of, yeah, a lot of well, I I. Uh, I, I knew that would be coming, like, where people would be wanting it on vinyl. Um, well, I, 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 here's a good time to like, kind of engage and make a difference as a fan, kind of telling the guy that's doing it. Like, I don't really know where to go with it right now because, like, a lot of that stuff is um, it's really in the early days of fruition where it's like vinyl takes forever. It's really fucking expensive. It's really expensive. But, I mean, I would like to have it available because I want that, well, to happen. <laughs> yeah, it would be fantastic cool. for sure. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I guess ultimately it's really the um, 
the monetary aspect and the then the time frame. So I, I, I what I'm trying to really kind of figure out as you know, I've, if you've been following Hellcast, especially since J Dog's been on and and so on, like I've been talking about doing these live feeds, making it better than this shitty camera, and then we have the Hellcast We're going raw here, website. Trust me. Yeah, <laughs> very raw. Um, We're so lucky to have this. The whole Reaper Metal tape. thing is really kind of expanding and stuff. So. I really kind of like to try to figure out a way that we know like certain releases have a demand for like these different genres because I guess thinking out loud with a lot of this is I've been really I've been obviously tied to the record business and getting slightly sick of every record's got to be on cassette it's got to have multiple, multiple versions. formats yeah we, it's got to be on vinyl but then be color black right. picture just five different colors gatefold not and then it's just like it's a lot from this and then side. a cd and it's just like now it's a fucking cassette and then and i guess it's a download too and it's just like <laughs> eight tracks maybe like I, i'm just like fuck man I, I just miss the fucking days of hearing an album Here it it's is. fucking good Buy it. Yeah. And this is how you buy it because this is just the format. This is how we we, we duplicate music into the world. You know what I mean? I miss that because it, it's, it's something that we we kind of go back and forth on a lot because we have a lot of similar frustrations. So as we move forward with Reaper Metal Productions together in some of these releases that we're like, well, fuck, we got to do a cassette of this. Now do we got to do vinyl of this? Like, I'll put it to you this way. If it's a newer band and an upcoming band that maybe none of you have ever heard of, which our next release I think is going to be one of those bands, we're kind of not going to go down that vinyl route unless we know there's some kind of demand because it's so expensive at that point that it's like, what are we doing? Like, why don't we just take that mentality and put it the fuck out? And if people want it, they're going to buy whatever fuck format we put it out as. Yeah. And then from there, maybe discuss the possibility of, if there was enough demand and we do sell out or if we do get to a certain point, well, maybe we can. Maybe yeah. vinyl makes sense then. I don't know. No, it's just because at the end of the day, and I'm not like, obviously my tie with Hell's Headbangers there and then Hell's obviously does a lot of different variations and stuff, but it's also a, a, a bigger entity to be able to finance and do those certain things. We're now where it's left upon the Reaper Metal platform to even make those decisions. Like, I don't, I don't just want to make a buck, you know, I, I right. want to put out a, 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 and not to say that hells or anyone that does it does just want to make a buck because that's, you know, obviously there's finances to be there to maintain the, 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 the platform, but you know, you, you, it's, it's, there's also the respect of it and, and the fandom that's there first. But I'm just saying like, it, it's just like a, it's a troublesome thought in my head. This is like, fuck man. Like we got to go with every goddamn formula and cram it down people's throats. Like I, I want to see people caring about it more and that. So it's good to hear. We're, we're trying know. to nurture the releases in a way, right? I mean, we're trying to, I think so. Trying to build you know? what we're doing with Reaper metal and kind of nurture and see, See if anyone likes this shit first and foremost. Let's see if anyone's gravitating towards what we're releasing. And yeah, you know, and then we could always go back and release a fucking vinyl. I mean, right. And then that's then that's the cool thing. But like, uh, and, and and then ultimately too, like I'm also one of my biggest struggles is a lot of these labels doing these vinyl reissues, re, reissues, but just doing vinyl versions and stuff. They aren't crafting it for vinyl. They're just licking the envelope, sending the same master in. It's yeah, like, we've talked about this. I too. can't. I can't. That's a problem. Like Reaper Productions, it's encompassing heavy metal relics, Hellcast, then releases 
and then whatever the hell else I do, and, and it's so much shit, you know, and I, and, I, and I do mastering for vinyl and stuff, so that's where it's a hard thing to sell in that, well, if we do vinyl, it's going to be fucking master to the right. craft. It's going to be done to the thing. And, you know, again, not to say anybody is really doing it wrong, but there are mostly bigger entities that well, are doing it wrong. And there's people that just don't know. they just like, well, we well, got to get it out. We got to get it out. And they're not knowing, like, if you are outside of yeah. this frequency range, guess what, motherfucker? That thing's going to skip. When that bass frequency hits, because vinyl can't yeah, handle that. Yeah, yeah, and I, it's that bothers the fuck out of me, man. Like yeah, I don't want to give someone. I again, you know, I want to support what I'm doing, but I don't want to just give people shit. You know, I mean, I, I just picture a fucking huge landfill of metal records. <laughs> <laughs> we well, care, goddamn it! I, 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 I fucking do. I, I really do. Yeah. I, like, I, I, I don't. I don't want to just give out some sort of piece of shit product just right. because, well, one guy said vinyl, so it's just everyone's going to want it. And vinyl's trendy and hip, you know, like, right. so, so it's really that, I guess that's We're the, bringing back the CD, motherfuckers. <laughs> not, not bringing Sp- back anything. Of, We're bringing back that, the honesty. <laughs> speaking of CDs, how long did it take you to get that sis CD to play in that little promo video you did? Oh, God. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's uh, talk about CDs for a minute, guys. Speaking right. of formats. <laughs> uh, Who's still got a CD player oh, at home? Oh, wow, that's wow. a multiple disc changer. First and foremost, talking hmm? CD players. We don't need fucking multi-disc changers. I just Where need one you get the single disc? I'm not trying to have a DJ party. I just want to put the fucker in, press play, and rock. Please post something. We know about discmans, obviously, but please post... A single CD player deck, right? We just yes. insert one. They they started fucking they, that way. Then the multi-fucking CDs took over. Just, dude. Because fucking John, Jack, Jill, fucking, they just want to hit a button and it rotates and they can put... I had... Didn't I, you have a 100 CD player and you didn't know what the 400. fuck... 400. 400. So you don't know what the fuck number 53 was. Well, I did because I had it. You had to make a list. <laughs> but what if you changed the list and you forgot to update it? It's like a goddamn or beer this. menu. You had your collection and then you get this stupid fucking 400. Has anyone got a 400 display? 400. <laughs> So you get it. You could pro. Well, you could program the titles in it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that had to take some time. But then you could. You have to buy a specialty. See, there's this. See, this is this is why vinyl's not just happening. I want to make sure we're giving a hot front. Well, because no, you get a 400 fucking disc player. Cool. Well, now you can program the things. Great. Well, how do you program it in there? Well, you can use your number cat pad on your fucking regular remote, or you can buy a specialty keyboard that plugs in there. Be like asshole. Why don't you give me the fucking keyboard? Just give me the fucking keyboard that comes with this piece of shit fucking forwarded disc player that I shouldn't have fucking bought in the first place because why do I need a forwarded disc player? Not what is it saving me? Other than a fucking headache. Not you know, to mention. And it is a headache. We, I wish we had the sound. Like, I wish we had the changing oh, disc God. sound. Or oh, is it in God. the spin? When it doesn't do anything? Or is it... Well, I, I, I thought I... <laughs> That's what it sounds like. And nothing happens. So I I, up, I thought I upgraded. I thought I downgraded, but upgraded in the downgrade. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to get a five-disc <laughs> five, changer. 400 to five. It should work. 
Better, right? Well, first, so yeah, the 400 dish, you had to like program, you had a list, and then like, yeah, if you only filled up 300 CDs and then you wanted to fill the rest of the 400 and you started your collection, well, numbered one is the first letter of A and then pfft, goes on and so forth. So then when you got a new letter A, it's like, well, then it goes in slot number 346 <laughs> and you're just like, fuck. <laughs> and then you got it. And then now it, it was nicely typed, but now 346 is my ass handwriting and it's fucking shitty. Trust me. And it's like, it's never like, been fuck, there, man. You- you know exactly what he's talking about. So then I got a five disc changer by Sony. If anyone's got a five disc changer by Sony, I hope what I'm saying sounds familiar <laughs> because I don't want to be the only asshole with a problem. Oh, there's others that have this exact issue. Okay, well, I have two of these fucking players by Sony. <laughs> I did not buy two of them because I was like, yes, I got a shitty player. Let's buy another shitty player. I don't know how I have two of them, frankly. And the fucking thing sucks. <laughs> you put a goddamn disc in there. You put it in tray one. You press play, and it goes... And then it loads. I don't know if anyone else has noticed. I don't know if I'm a complete nerd or what, but I have gotten to the point where I can recognize if a CD player is ready to play a CD <laughs> because it goes, it'll grab it and it'll go boop. And then like, you'll hear it like spin, yeah. but then stop spinning. And then it's like, okay, it's going to read it. And then it'll go like, and then it'll spit out how many tracks there are on the right. length. Then you and know like, it's okay. Like, oh, if it registers, oof, you know oof, you're okay. I'm ready. Sweating, yeah. So this piece of shit fucking five disc Sony deck, <laughs> you don't get lucky every fucking time. So you put the disc in, you'll put it in, you'll play it, and then it'll go around and it'll pick it up. You're like, yes, it's going to play it. And then nope. <laughs> Puts Once it you down, could chunk, yep, and, chunk and then it goes to disc two. You're already pissed. You're beyond pissed. And off. then there's a disc in disc two, but doesn't recognize that. <laughs> then there's a disc in disc three, but it recognizes that. Well, don't even talk about burn discs now, because then you're getting into a whole nother fucking. Dude, you really are. I- I'll tell you what. So you don't know what the fuck this thing. Well, no, I might play. actually recognize those, but maybe it won't because it's one of those. And then so, so this fucking thing, man. You get it in there, and so what you gotta do? I figured it out. You got to put the disc in, close it, let it go around, turn, grab it. You can hear it grab it. I know what these sounds are like. It'll grab it, and then you turn it off. Hurry up. Turn it off. (laughs) Turn it off. Before it puts down the disc and says there's no disc there because there's no disc there, and it'll just spin and go around again. This is a cheat, guys. So then you turn it off. Then you turn it back on, but then it goes... And then it recycles and it comes back around. And then you're like, please, 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 please. And then picks it up and you'll hear it. Boop. And you're like, yes. It you see the tracks. 20 minutes later, I'm listening to the track one on Sist. So, no, we don't need a five disc changer. That piece of shit. The next time I appear on the show, which may be a while, we're going to fucking break these players. I have an old fucking Sony three disc changer. You know, it's one of those like. Portable ones where it had the speakers with it. Not portable, but I don't know. What did you call those things? It wasn't quite a boom box because you couldn't carry it. But oh, it was like, oh, oh, it had oh. the, the CD player on top. Yeah, you guys and know you what could the fuck see I'm the talking CD about. spinning. Yeah, like, you could see special. Wow. <laughs> and then you had the two cassette deck, and then it had maybe the radio on it or some shit. And it had the, the speakers with it, you know? And they usually sounded pretty good. You know, back in the day, it was nice. But, it was uh, fine. But those motherfuckers, the same fucking problem. Really? Chunk. It wouldn't play a goddamn thing. So I still had that useless piece of shit. And I say we throw him off the roof. I, I uh, Yeah. I say we do it live and we toss him off the goddamn roof. Well, uh, I mean, talking about demand and stuff. like We can get on this roof, right? Oh, get on the hell's roof and toss hell's our CDs roof. players. 
and toss them and trash well, am I these the only asshole that has this gripe? Like, because it seems to be crickets in the comments. Maybe they're just like, wow, that guy's going maybe crazy. No seeds. <laughs> maybe, maybe we were lost on the generation. That's why he wants the vinyl. <laughs> Fuck all that crap. You want to sell I don't deal with any of that shit. That's why I wanted the vinyl. I put it on. I put the needle on. It starts playing. <laughs> I, I'll put my. I'll put my. I'll put my shit on the line. If people will send videos in, it could be a cell phone video. Fucking. 10, under 30 seconds, and you throw your piece of shit changer off that you probably had never used anyway, throw that shit off the roof and film it, we'll give, we'll give shit away. I'll send you shit, I'm sure Craig's got shit he'd send you. Who? Reaper. <laughs> you should know this. Edit. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> send it in, and we'll send you some shit. How about that? Oh, Meredith fucking... Put the icing on the cake. Oh, I gotta now see this. Now take that piece of shit three, uh, five, four, yeah, three, three. Who, who the fuck's like, you know what? We need to come with a CD changer. <laughs> How many is it gonna three. be? Three. Three. You know, well, you know, good things come in threes, I guess. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. So then, like she said, it's in the back of the fucking trunk. <laughs> Great. That's awesome on a fucking eight hour drive. I gotta, I gotta like, get out. Like, I gotta change it. Like, hold on, we gotta stop. Well, you gotta take a piss? Oh, no, I gotta put a CD in there. I thought you got a five disc changer. Well, we ran out. <laughs> ran out of discs. Well, wasn't the five disc changer so She's right, though. I had one out of ten disc, I think, in the trunk. You know? Oh, so James, you already threw yours off the roof. Did it off you the Was roof. it Sony? Was it a Sony five disc changer? I, I want to hear someone that had a Sony five disc changer so I could. I feel like Sony I can go had home. The fucking I can go home feeling this. better, dude. That's what the four hundred disc was, by the way. It was a fucking fucking. Story. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell there's some uh, emotion dude, behind this. Dude, there's hours of my life wasted <laughs> to fucking hear. <laughs> it's like ah fuck. <laughs> you know, I'm like do it. The struggle the, is real, people. Dude, the struggle I, is real. It, it, Dude, the, the funny thing is, you brought up the CDRs. If it would play CDRs oh, or not, I noticed that. See, I've been I've been fucked since I was a kid, dude. CDR plus, CDR minus. What the dude, fuck is it? Which one is it gonna? Not play? only that. Let's let, let, let's let's go one step back. Tapes, tapes. I dude, I've had Walkmans. I've had Walkmans. Manufactured Pro Tape. Play them fine. Actually, no, it wouldn't because the one <laughs> my first Walkman I had. You put it in, you plug the fucking spe- the headphone jack in there all the way, you're rocking one ear. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, like, ah! you had to, you had to like, like, yeah, play with the yeah, jack. This is really good. So you had to pull the jack out halfway. halfway. Yeah. So then you'd I be on the bus, like you'd be like, fuck yeah, I got it in stereo. <laughs> and then like some asshole would sit down next to you. Like, or bumpy or something. Like, ah! <laughs> now it's in one ear, and then you were, you were, you were jamming, you're like, fuck yeah. Supreme Carnage. <laughs> and then it's like, oh shit, it's in one ear, and you're like fucking deaf. So then after that bullshit, I remember dubbing tapes then. Yeah. And a lot then, of tape. I still have so a lot my, of them, man. So that piece of shit that you had to pull the headphone jack halfway out, rocking some, got your fucking manufactured tapes, no problem. Put in a dub tape, doesn't play them. See, I never had a problem with a dub oh, tape I did. before. So now like at a young age, I'm like, I guess it doesn't like dub tapes. I don't know why, yeah, but that's fucking bullshit. So then get a get a dumbass CD player, and then go over that technology <laughs> had to advance because they had to make the ones where they would read ahead of time. Otherwise, you'd sit on a bus that fucking thing would skip. <laughs> yeah. So you had that one where you're like, don't don't skip, don't don't hit. It was like anti skip technology, I, I believe is what it was called. It was like even had like a. 
There was like a some abbreviated version of that or like SS technology. I don't know. Skip, some bullshit. Skip safe or some shit like that. I don't All know. it did was read ahead 40 seconds. Right. Which, which was, then it would fuck your shit up anyway because now it's like reading and then spinning and you don't know if it's fucking going to play and you're back to the same goddamn <laughs> scenario. <laughs> well, no. If you were on a bumpy road and you started the oh, CD. Man, it's over. It didn't have the 40 seconds to read ahead. So it was like going through the jerky <laughs> set. And it was just like. Hold on a second. Turbulence <laughs> is fucking going on. Maybe we'll get to go. And then it was like, okay, calm bus ride now. Then it'd get ahead. And then it finally played a minute later. Well, see, that's why I never really had a discman, <laughs> to be honest, because the discman was just too goddamn sensitive. I just kept with cassettes because I'd ride my bike everywhere and shit, you know? ASP, I, I stuck with cassettes as long as I could, to be honest. And Oh, yeah, ESP. And I would wrap my, my... I'm sure you guys have been through this, but my cassette player was all fucked up, like... You know how to open and you slide the cassette in. Yeah. Well, that top just come right at the fuck oh, off. Yeah. Hinge would break and you don't. So I'm like, just kind of having to like figure it together and piece it together <laughs> and smash it in just right. And then like either like put rubber bands around it or something to keep it together while you're like fucking riding your fucking bike or something. I mean, what well, made ridiculous. matters worse though? The things We're, we went through for our love of metal. I didn't even get to the five disc changer, let alone the four <laughs> disc. I think I already did in a prelude. Is if now you got that piece of shit? I'm still fucking <laughs> angry. I'm really mad about this. <laughs> this fucking piece of shit. Uh, so you got that piece of shit. You had to pull the fucking headphone jack halfway. Now, if you had a pair of headphones that had that little like a volume adjuster, which was like, what is this joke? <laughs> like it doesn't make it any louder. Yeah, it's just as loud as the fucking thing's gonna go. <laughs> right, right. So you had to make it as loud as possible on the deck. Then adjust it on the thing. But if you adjusted it and you got too low, and then it would just like, it goes staticky, and then it would just go one ear. Well, that's before, so <laughs> before that, you had the piece of shit. You remember the little, like, uh, they weren't styrofoam. What the fuck? You had the little covers on the little headphones, and they were just like oh, on a little the, band, and oh God, they were yeah. just little, like, foam covers, and then sometimes and it'd be the colored. foam went bad, dude, your ears were fucking hurt. Well, that, or they, like, pop off the, like, headset thing, <laughs> yeah. and then you're like, God damn it, and you're, like, trying to tape that thing so it sits right, and then it, like, falls while you're fucking riding your bike or something, you're like, God damn then it. Then they introduced the earbuds, or the... Or, the, or, the, or even the wraparound oh, first, fuck I that. think. I think the yeah, wraparound. Horrible! Like, it's like on your ears. Yeah, like, they hurt like, like a motherfucker. They hurt like a motherfucker. If you wear glasses, it's impossible. Douchebag of '90s style central. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. Well, are we are we carrying on too long, guys? Well, I don't we're, know. We're, we're anti skip. An hour and a half. Hour and a half. We're at it. So, the, well, I don't know. But the, 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 the point is. Five disc changers suck. Sony is the piece of shit, and uh, <laughs> 400 disc changers have no fucking point in 2018, let alone in 2005 when I had one. Uh, so just so you know, we're manufacturing a lot of CDs, so buy those CDs and uh, resurrect these fucking terrible players and tell us your stories but and after, throw them out the window. Dude, after that rant, though, here's the sick fucking thing. <laughs> Tapes are popular again. Know, well, man. you need something to play them while you're out on the road now. Oh, God, isn't that an annoyance, too? You buy a car now, they don't have CD players in them. I know. I actually put everything on a flash drive, you know, but then you got to, like, burn shit in, or if you don't burn... My, I told you, my laptop doesn't even have fucking uh, ROM anymore. I replaced the ROM with uh, with the SS, you know, oh, uh, solid-state drive. So, 
I can't even fucking put a CD in anymore. Dude, it wasn't a dead issue. Meredith just fucking upped the ante. Yes, oh, yes, shit. yes. Headphones aren't meant for people for glasses. I this used to wear true. glasses. I used to wear contacts. I got laser eye surgery. It's no longer a problem. But, yes, when you'd wear that shit, dude, it'd squeeze those glasses on your head. You'd be like, Fuck holy shit, up. I got a fucking headache. And then in the fucking earpiece. <laughs> <laughs> I always was more comfortable with the over the ears. My dad had these like 70s, almost looked like helicopters. Like headset. Oh, the, the, yeah, yeah. I still yeah, got yeah. them. They're a little fucked up, but they were amazing, man. They were fucking great. But they're janky and fucking. You know, this thing moved all crazy. But that's what I used. It stayed on. It worked. Um, and I tend to still buy over the ear. I prefer over the ear. Over the ear. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Like you know, co- like the, the muffs. Yeah, yeah, the muffs. yeah, yeah. Muffs. Because well, yeah. they're, they're like almost noise canceling in a yeah. way. You know. Uh, right. But uh, yeah, those are the best and most comfortable, typically. Yeah. So but your ears then, if you want to complain with something about those, your ears get hot as hell. There's no fucking, uh, there's nothing to, to let air in or out. I mean, they're just literally like muffs. But you can wear them in the winter time, goddamn, and like it's blowing fucking audio in your ear. And you know, after two hours, you're like, God damn, it's getting hot in here. I mean. Well, I, I'm a, Even I, as an engineer, I mean, you're sitting there, you know. I mean, you're oh, like, it's oh, horrible. Fuck, it's horrible. Yeah. And, and 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 King Folly's line is finally it came for full circle. It, it took till today. Because <laughs> I remember, no, I remember like King Folly from yeah. deceased. I remember asking him about something. Um, oh, I remember uh, I had I, I was trying to find out. I had a tape with like just random music on it. And I was like, hey man, you're a metal encyclopedia. Who is this? Yeah. And I sent it to him. He's like, can't listen to it, bro, because I sent it through on the computer. <laughs> and I was like, why not? Why not computer speakers? It's like, well, well get headphones, dude. <laughs> right. And then he was like, don't have headphones, bro. Death to false speak or uh, death to small speakers. Death to small speakers. So I was like, it's truth. Huh. There's truth in that. So now it all man, like, yeah, fuck small speakers. Yeah. Because they're not even better now with those dumb earbuds, oh, dude. Oh, man, I hate this. Like, I don't granted, fuck with like, those. what are earbuds for? Well, they're for running. They're for... Activity. Right. I was out shoveling, man. Those fucking things just kept falling out of my ears and sucks. shit. It's like, dude, this shit sucks. I just want to. Gotta I, do the muffs, man. Or the, the, the muffs, cone, man. That's the way to go. But even those fall up. And cords, like, I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, just, cords it's just a suck. problem. But then you don't have any. Your device has to have Bluetooth. But if you're fucking out of cassette player, you have to have a fucking cord. So, I don't know. We can't win, man. We can't win. Someone's got to come up with something that's like the solve all. Well, no, he did. All Death to small speakers. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson <laughs> here, King Folly. Death to small, Death to small speakers. That should be the name of this podcast. I was just going to say, there's the episode of the title <laughs> right there. Death to small speakers, man. Fuck yeah. This has been Hellcast. We did something or other. <laughs> Gave an episode. We when, went all the way around. Yes. And f- hopefully came full circle. So we will tune in, to, we'll tune in next time. Or tune in next time. I've run it on fumes J-Dog here. J-Dog will be back. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> Where to get J-Dog back? I never <laughs> knew I missed J-Dog so much. And five disc CD players. <laughs> Fuck, man. That was a lot of shit about the same thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll talk to you next time.